This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle, Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I'm so excited to chat with Audrey Yagala. Audrey is one of my soul sisters who has been on this journey with me for a long time, so we're likely to get off on some random tangent, but our intention is to talk about how spirit has really allowed her to find the light within her and claim her freedom. Audrey is an alchemist who has spent her adult life within the fires of transformation, embers low in quiet pauses, but most often ablaze with burning desire to free herself from self-deprecating beliefs, feelings, and actions in moments of alchemy. She has learned to speak her truth, embrace her freedom, and welcome in the truth of her soul. Among her impressive credentials, Audrey is an educator and way shower who touches the lives of many through her written work and healing modalities. One of my faves is her expression of light language. So maybe we'll talk about that too. Thanks for joining me today, Audrey. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you, Jamie. I'm so, pleased. One of the things that I always do is I pull a card. So today I'm using the Path of the Soul deck. Okay. Um, yes. By Cheryl Harnish. I love I love I do too. This is one of my favorite decks. And the thing I like most about it is that it's the fractal art doesn't necessarily like tell you specific things. It could it conveys a feeling. So I thought this was an absolutely perfect card for you. It's the Quan Yin card. Oh, very cool. <laughs> All about self-compassion, accepting, loving, like it uh, in my in my understanding, it's a pretty good embodiment of the journey that we have shared together. Does that mean you know what does that bring up for you? Female divine empowerment and connection to the cosmos and grounded oh. in Gaia. Ooh, I love it. Awesome. So I know that you have amazing, amazing credentials and, and so many different modalities that really flow through the work that you do. Tell us about some of, of your initial connection with spirit and how that led you on this path. My initial connection uh, the earliest recollections I have are when my grandfather came to me in a dream when I was four or five and he told me he was leaving and he had a deer with him and then he was gone and there was another deer. So there were two deer in place. So I know that now as an adult, I know they're my kinfield deer. They're my, they're my spirit, my family animal. So anytime I see a hoofed animal, I know that my family is around my spirit family. I love it. Um, in church as a little child, I grew up Catholic and, um, I would see 
angels flying around the Blessed Mother. So they were my earliest recollections. So how was that received by family members or other members in your community if you spoke about what you were experiencing? Uh, well, I was terrified of sleeping at night in my room and my mother would just say, go to bed and say your rosary. Mm. Hold your rosary, say your prayers. And I remember as a young child being terrified. Um, but now as an adult, I realize why, because a sibling would um, dabbled in the Ouija board. Ah. So even as a child, I was very sensitive to the energies. Interesting. So, yes. Um, so share with us one of your favorite stories about your connection with spirit. And I know you have tons of them, so just pick one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you know, there is so there are so many. I, I think that the, the most recent, though, is when I was journeying. Um, I journey a lot. And uh, I was up in the cosmos, and I, I received this name that I'm supposed to call myself. And then I was talking to a friend about who it is. And I'm like, I'm not ready to claim that name. And she's like, look up this goddess. And um, she's like, I think you'll resonate with it. And it was uh, Ileana. Mm, really? And when I started researching, like, oh, yeah, like, she's my goddess. Like, she is my goddess. And she's a badass. She's a awesome. badass. And she was hated. And she was loved. And she is a Mesopotamian goddess. And she's been around. And honestly, I really think she's the embodiment of divine feminine. And she has so many names like Ileana was Ishtar was Isis and Mary. And, you know, she's divine feminine encompassing all of divine feminine. I love that because that energy is per pervasive through all the threads of strong, powerful, effective women throughout history in this parallel in this experience and parallel experiences. So I love that, that, that came through to you. That's beautiful. Oh yes. It's, it's wonderful because, you know, she's gone to the, the underworld and she's had a strip down and, you know, isn't life about stripping down to the bare bones of who you are and who you're able to come. You have to strip down first before you can go back and rise up. Totally. So it's going through the, all of the, all of the means of getting down to the bare bones of who you are, just like she did. That's beautiful. So normally now I ask who's your favorite, witch, bitch or dead people, but I'm totally voting for Eliana. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, there's so many others. There's Mary Magdalene who was so misunderstood. She, she was so misunderstood and really, um, it's time that she, all of the goddesses rise to their rightful place instead of being um, demonized by the patriarch, because it's time to um, claim our female divinity back. Absolutely. And like when I hear people propagate the bullshit stories about those, those ascended masters really is who they are mm -hmm. in my world. I I have this fury and I, I'm like, who the fuck are you to think that you can judge them? Like, go judge yourself. Le leave my sister goddesses alone. Like, 
That's right. That's right. The patriarch is afraid of divine feminine and feminine in general. So it's time for us to rise in sisterhood. Yes. And heal those female wounds. And totally. come together in harmony. And, you know, um, we rise together. And in rising together, we help create a better planet for our children and our children's children. Absolutely. And honestly, that's one of the reasons that I'm doing this podcast is because I want to tap into the power of that community. Like all of these strong women, witches, bitches, goddesses, all of us are are just so powerful. And as we come together, that high watermark rises and that's where I want to be. That's the energy I want to exist in. Me too. Me too. And when we alone are powerful, but as a group of divine beings in human bodysuits, wow, we can rise and create limitless, infinite potentialities. Absolutely. Even when it's just a few of us in number, feeling yeah. that increase in vibration is so dynamic. It is. And Um, you know, even with what's going on in the world over in the Ukraine, you know, we as women, if we just whisper to other women or shout to the rooftop, stop enough, we are done. The cosmic families hear and they will step in and imagine the rally cry that they're hearing. If we all encompass it together. I'm covered in goosebumps just hearing you say that. It's, it's simple. Stop, stop. We're done. We've had enough. Yes. We are done. When you step into that sovereign authority, take up your Sophia sword, use your voice. And we speak for the ages beyond time. And all the troops come in from everywhere. And we are helped. They can't, they can't come until we help. And that rally cry enough. We're done. Cry calls the men. I love that. That's amazing. Um, that, that's going to be my mantra for the day. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. And it could be anything, anything that you've had enough of. Yes. Yes. Because we have personal responsibility, too. It's not just universal responsibility we have. And I, I think sometimes people see those of us light workers who are acting on a big stage and we think, oh, we, we can't fill that role. So we're just going to do nothing. But it really starts here in this chair, in this office, in this little quadrant of, of the world where we're living. It certainly does. And, you know, the the outsiders, the, the nefarious that don't want us to succeed have those little whispers, but you're not enough. Who do you think you are? And that's when you say, no, enough. I'm done. I am enough. I am enough. And I'm capable of doing this. Right. And in those moments where you can't seem to find it within yourself, that's what we're here for. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> There's power in community. 
and yes. power in in sharing what's going on in your world with people who are like-minded and who are open to um, new possibilities. Especially in feminine community. Yes. I have spent a lot of my lifetime being friends with men, playing sports, being a lawyer, which is, you know, total bro driven. Um, but I have really come to learn the art of sisterhood through the community that I've built because of my spiritual connection. And you are a large part of that. I mean, I remember meeting you, geez, it's probably been a lot of years now. Yes. <laughs> and just automatically knew that Audrey was one of my soul sisters. Like, here we are on this journey together. Let's go. Yes. And it's been a beautiful journey. And it's funny because I have within the past year realized, you know, I, I seek the tribe. I want my people, I mean, you know, and, and I had that fear and I didn't realize it was a fear of women and community with women. And I'm in what's called a loom where we build our dreams together and it's all women. And I was like, Oh, I had my first thing as a, when I went in that you go as an element of fire, I went in as a fire and I was like, I don't know how to be trusting of all of you. I don't know how to trust women. I have no clue. And I'm crying. It's like, wow. And over that process of almost a year, it's like, wow, okay, I really can. I really can trust. And yeah. it's been embedded within us, you know, the witch trials and even deeper that we right. can't trust each other. Exactly. That sister wound, the witch wound, it runs deep. Yes. And we've had enough. We're done with that, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I'm so proud of you, especially for the example you're setting for the next generation, because we all have young women. I mean, the older we get, the younger they look but <laughs> in our lives that are benefiting from the journey and the healing that we're doing. So good job, sister. Thank you. <laughs> so, it's been fun. It, it It is fun, even though sometimes a little uncomfortable. Yes, a little. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe big bumps, maybe little bumps, but the bumps are there for a reason. Right, totally. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about what you do in the world and your process and how you re and how you touch others. I mean, we can really talk about all the magic things you do, your photography, your writing, but I, I really want people to know about the healing that you offer. You know, you can't put a name on what I do anymore. <laughs> right. That's why when I was like going through your bio, I'm like, she's just got a lot of modalities, so we'll call it healing. Yes. And you I mean, know, it's a toolbox. For it's sure. And, you know, sometimes you need just basic energy field balance, which would be the Reiki. Sometimes you need the beliefs and the feelings, which would be the theta when you switch them. And then there's times when you need something different. So, you know, you've taught me how to go into the Akashic, but I heal within the Akashic realm now. Awesome. And it's, reconciliation and ending contracts and it's through time and space and dimensions and even the DNA. So if you're going to go in there, 
heal it. Who creates the shifts? Yeah, right. Why just wander around? <laughs> right. Just oh yeah, I'm just okay. Oh, that's and, a pretty book. You know, yeah. And then of course there's the the uh the the implants and the 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 um the tubes that are like energies attached to siphon your energy so that yeah. I do that removal. Um, I've been guided to do what I call reptilian seed extraction. It's to me, it's a certain portion of your brain that has been implanted from eons ago to keep us limited in our beliefs and our abilities and, um, you go and remove that. And once that's removed, your energy feels different. You feel free. It's not a, like a heavy burden anymore. Mm, so I, I love that. that. Um, so where yes. do you think that implant originates? Do you think it's AI from um, a, a different race or? Um, they called it when, when I was guided, they called it the reptilian seed, but I don't like labeling any of the nefarious races. I like to call them outsiders now because that doesn't give them any specific one power. It I was like that. It was embedded to keep us enslaved in a different way. Mm. Enslaved in a different way. And it's interesting because um, you know, some some seeds, like seeds using the word seed is some are very small. And I've just recently done one that it was huge and embedded and rooted into the pituitary gland. Oh. So, um, but once it's removed, it's, it, there's a sense of, huh, of clarity and it's, it's a shift in the energy field that it feels lighter and freeing. Right. It, so the energy that I'm feeling from it is like mm -hmm. a reclamation of your sovereignty. Yes. 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 And we all are, have been fighting for sovereignty and we haven't even realized it. Right. And sovereignty is the key to when you when you stand in your sovereignty and your power of who you are on this planet, um, you're unstoppable. Especially right? with all your sisters, especially with all your sisters. And I must add a plug for Gaia. So Gaia has been so misunderstood. Gaia is um, a collective of energies. And up until not long ago, she really didn't have a voice. She was just, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to just take this. And now she's having a voice and she's saying, I'm done too. I'm done too. And uh, she's not this poor wounded planet as everybody viewed it. So, you know, um, it's a change in um, perspective of Gaia as a victim because she's not. She's a sovereign. She's sovereign as well. So how do you connect with Gaia? Yeah. Energetically, you can connect easily, um, even when you go out in nature and you ground and you sit under a tree and you say, okay, tree, you know, what, what's your wisdom you have to teach me? Or even if you're having a really crappy, shitty day and then sit against a tree or just put your feet in the earth and say, Gaia, please take it all, take mm -hmm. it all. And she will, cause she'll transmute it for you. But you can also sit under that tree or an ground yourself and say, Gaia, what wisdom do you have to teach me? What can I do to support you? Because really, we're here to support Gaia. 
I love the simplicity of that. It doesn't have to be complicated. We as humans complicate everything, don't we? Let's keep it yes, simple. Yes. Keep it simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to have X, Y, and Z to have this happen. Keep it simple. Totally. Get out of your head, go into your heart, empower yourself through your solar plexus and know what you have to do. I like that. Empowerment through the solar plexus. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah, that's, let's talk more about that because I feel like the solar plexus is one of those unappreciated chakras that is super important, but everybody's like, oh, let's ground, let's open our heart, let's connect. That's the misnomer through the centuries that we have to connect through the heart. That That is not our power center. That's right. our emotion, right? The solar plexus is our power center. That's why when something is amiss, that's why you feel it in your stomach, that gut feeling. Mm. When so, so true. It's your intuition. It's when your solar plexus is empowered and running on full force, you are unstoppable. You can tap into the energies easily and effortlessly when when you start trusting that innate ability and you start building that innate ability. It's, it's the powerhouse of energy. I love that. It, right. And I mean, there, as humans in this civilization, we have so many digestive issues. We eat shit. Like we're so not nurturing that power center the way that we need to be. Well, we've been dismantled. Hmm. We've been dismantled on so many different levels. Um, so many different levels, you know, even with the belief that we have to peel our, our, our healing has to be like an onion peel. I bought into that until one day I was like, wait, huh? Where'd that come from? Do we really need to peel as an onion? No, no. That's just belief set in place to keep you limited. And another one is that healing takes a really long time. Like, oh, that's a lot of time. And, and it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. You just need to be willing to do it, accept it, and know it's done. And know it's done. And sometimes it's like, oh, sometimes it's not as easy as it's, you know, it sounds, but it's very <laughs> doable. And sometimes I know me, it's like, I can do this myself. I'm, I got it. I'm a healer. <laughs> I can do this myself until it's like, I've done everything. What do I need to do? Call your people. Call yeah. your people, because that's what the message is. Call your sisters. You know, there's a reason why um, we've, ancient times, we used to sit in a, in a tent together during the, the menses time. And, you know, we would bleed into the ground and release everything for the village. And our psychic and abilities were heightened during that time. And we wove dreams for the village and what we needed during that time too. And we we're on a 13-month calendar. That 13-month calendar is no longer in place for a reason, in my mm. opinion. So, you know, another way to dismantle the feminine community. Interesting. So, so we have to take that back. Yes, I love that. Um, and the... Like astrologically, it's a 13 month cycle also. 
Yes. Yes, um, it was Pope Constantinople, I believe, that changed the calendar, or was Greg, one of the popes changed the calendar. Oh, you know, the patriarch changing things, you know? Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. You know, but here's the thing. They fear feminine rising. That's why Notre Dame has been called Our Lady. That's why they build their churches on sacred sites, because they know the power that it embodies. Right. And they want to control it. So we've got to say, stop, enough. We're done. We are taking it back for all of humanity, our daughters, our sons, our future descendants. Yes. Yeah, it's really powerful to include sons in that conversation. I have two sons, and one of them is so opposed to patriarchy and oppression and repression. And he's had a lot of lifetimes in the Catholic Church, inside the inner workings of the Catholic Church. So he's really seen where the corruption and greed and like all the bad shit about it have originated. And I think that's often overlooked what kind of role our sons can play in the rising of the divine feminine. Absolutely. I mean, my son has, he's amazing with his manifestation and, you know, he's, he's, knowing and I know when he finds his partner he's going to be very supportive because really the role of women used to be one of creative Mm -hmm. they used to dream and weave and this is what the world should this is what the world needs and this is how we can create this is what we need here now and the role of masculine used to be oh okay I understand let's create it I'm going to help you and support you it was one of more support. So I think the men now, our sons, are going to be supportive of feminine. That's my hope. I think that's what's going to happen. Let's let's see how it plays out. Um, but yes, I and I think that a lot of men who are coming into their spirituality of their own inner spirituality are seeing and you're seeing a shift in them and they're struggling because the the masculine has lost touch with that feminine side and they're struggling too we have to remember that we're all trying to become balanced within our energy fields of masculine and feminine men are too right men are too so you know oh no it's not okay for men to cry or feel this it's like yeah embrace them allow them to that space because they're struggling yeah. as much as we are to get that balance. I was reading an interesting article about men embracing their emotions um, written by a stripper who was saying that the majority of men that, that want to like spend time in the back room or whatever mm-hmm. um, really just want to be held yes. while they cry. Like, what kind of fucked up society do we live in that you have to go hire a stripper to, to be that emotional bolster? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, they want a, a safe space to be nurtured, 
loved and cared for. They do, don't we all? Sure. And uh, I mean, hopefully I have allowed my sons to feel like they can find that with me or the partner they choose. Yes. So I guess that's that's part of our mission is to make these men more comfortable with who they are as yes. they grow into ginormous men. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. All of our sons, like, I remember them being so little and none of them are. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. You know, I think the toughest time now is like you've given them good roots. And now I'm giving him wings. Yeah. 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 And trusting that the roots are strong and he'll have his internal compass. Yeah. 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 Rooted pretty strongly. I need to, I want to add one more thing. My teacher, Sharon Reggie Maynard, and I, I think this is a beautiful way to look at energy. She who masters her energy masters her life. Mm. That's powerful. Very powerful. And I think I wanted just to get that message out. She who masters her energy masters her life. And that's all about the empowerment, but it's also about healing. Right. And, going and, within. and self access and self knowing and self love yeah. and self regulation. Like that's a really complex single line of of guidance so i love it huge 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 well and then building your tribe too yes thank (laughs) you for sharing that like that's like the perfect thing to end on um before we go though i would love for you to let our audience know where they can find you if they want to learn more about you you can find me on um AudreyAgala.com. It's A-U-D-R-E-Y-Y-A-G-A-L-L-A.com. I also um, I'm on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram. And when you um, go on my website, you'll see my book. But on the upper corner, you can see all my login and see all my services. And I do offer complimentary uh, consultation. Sometimes you know you need something. You're not quite sure what. So we can have a dialogue and figure it out. Awesome. I will include a link if you want to go directly to, you know, that Audrey is, is going to be a good connection for you and you want to go directly to that consult, there will be a link for you in the show notes. Thank you, Jamie. (laughs) Thanks for spending some time with me. This has been super fun. These are the conversations I love having. So I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for the invite. I love sharing. (laughs) Well, we'll have to connect again soon and yes. find more more fun stuff to talk about because there are so many topics. There are. I didn't tell you the story about my... I'll, I have more stories, of course. <laughs> Another time. She, she's got lots <laughs> of fun stories. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Peace and badass magic. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.